Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Because I have enough fun in my own life that I don't feel the need to be on drugs. <laughs> Agreed. That's just the issue with America, because it's their mentality of freedom. It's yeah. Like, we are Americans, therefore we, <laughs> we cannot... <are> free. <laughs> we are free. You cannot stop me. I mean, I yeah. am a valid fan of Malcolm Turnbull, mm. so that would have confused me if I had to yeah, vote in that election. Say, that's my yeah. confession too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Cheek Podcast. In this one, Hannah and I are joined by one of our digital content producers, Jane Churchill. The three of us had a very political chat. We talked about everything from pill testing to Malcolm Turnbull to the lack of leadership in the Labor Party and capitalism, communes and conservative politics. I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure to come back every Wednesday when we release another episode of the Weekly Cheek. It's like made me like be more assertive with my yeah. opinion me too you know? me too like i feel like i was always so like scared i don't know you know you feel you know isolated I mean? like yeah, you feel... am i not left enough am i yeah. the one getting left behind yeah, yeah. all these thoughts and, and just, yeah i think i felt like before i was in a community surrounded by people in the radical left i thought i was the most radical person yeah. but then when kind of when i became exposed to like very radical ideas i was like oh i'm not as radical as i thought mm. exactly i had the same experience yeah especially when you're with people that aren't very political or just yes. things and i'm always like defending myself and then mm. you feel like isolated like this yeah but then yeah. i realize i'm actually i don't know i think when you're around um sort of friends and friends of friends that don't think about these sort of issues in a day-to-day -day way that we do mm. um it almost feels like when you arc up against someone that isn't part of the left they everyone in the room kind of looks at you like you've caused the offense not that the other person has ignited some sort of debate mm -hmm. that's what i hated about it i constantly felt ostracized like i am the most radical person i know because i'm the only one willing to say it even if no one else is yes and i a lot of times don't say it like mm -hmm. if an older person like a dad or mum of one of my friends was to say like anything sort of right wing i always just yeah like yeah. i still i still get really fearful in a lot of those situations but then when you kind of lean into um, charity work, um, political work, think activism generally, I think it becomes apparent. But I, I think it's really important to do that as well because it helps you really hone in on your values and narrow yeah, down what sure. you, where your mm. line is on different yeah. things. Like there are certain things that I'm extremely radical. I think we'd all probably like on climate action and things like that. I think mm -hmm. we all want the same things that are part of the radical sort of movement, but it's not that How radical. How fucked is it that that's it's not that radical. I know. Yeah, no, that's exactly. not the, but, but no, I understand what the you're saying. The things that I yeah. feel radical about, I'm confused as to why they're radical. Yeah. yeah. But then there's a lot of things that I think, I just don't know how that should be. I don't know how that could possibly be implemented now. Yeah. Also, my other question, I think we talked about this a couple of days ago was a lot of the radical left, my question is, when you're sort of reaching this high and setting the bar so high, do you really want that to happen right this second? Or are mm. you reaching that high so that the right comes across an inch? Like, yeah. is it just to sort of equalize some sort of and stabilize some sort of the playing field? Yeah. Or is it actually that you want to implement those things right now? But I also feel like the people that are like wanting a complete revolution, yes. like, a, mm. like a Marxist style revolution. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I genuinely don't think they fully understand what that entails and how yes. much your yes. life and the world will never, ever be what you expect it to be. Mm -hmm. And yeah. just, even just like the most simple thing of being able like the possibility to travel whatever yeah. like it requires like money has always existed yes like have you if, in the book sapiens i don't know if you've read it 
but like they explain back like so like thousands and thousands and thousands of years like before ancient Egypt like yeah. they have evidence of money yes. in terms of like trading barley or kind yeah. of things like it's always existed the idea of working to create something in order to get more of something like it's, yeah. the concept has always existed so the idea of abolishing money which is essentially like abolishing capitalism yes i don't think they understand what that entails mm -hmm. yeah and how that would po possibly yeah. be implemented a, right now a complete mm. egalitarian model which yeah. is essentially like a marxist-style communist revolution where you, the state is overthrown yeah with no money it takes away like it's just like it defeats the idea of like you just lose like ambition because what's mm -hmm. the point of person yeah. a and you, person b you're not incentivizing off. Yeah. you have no incentive and that's mm -hmm. just like my point is like i just don't think they really have thought about what it entails like real true egalitarianism yeah yeah you don't understand what that Humans means aren't you want to go to italy on a trip that's not possible yeah <laughs> that's that you're not going to be able to do that yeah. you're not going to be able to travel yeah you're not going to be able to Especially since we have this idea that if the, you know everyone shares everything, mm. humans are like flawed. We are not all perfect. People mm. are going to be greedy. That's yeah. just human instincts. Yes. So it'll never be truly egalitarian. No. And so it's like you you have to find how you can like combine yeah. Yeah. like a socialist idea with capitalism yeah. to have this, which I feel like just the very far radical left just doesn't yeah. we quite comprehend yeah people yes. who are alive now and have experienced the world this way will never be able to be conditioned to have that sort of life yeah exactly that's, that's exactly and i think yeah. yeah it's it's a nice faraway ideal it's but the utopia. ideas behind communism like mm. how can you convince someone to be a surgeon when they're getting paid the same as someone who's like a cashier and exactly. i'm not saying there's a, i'm not saying there's actually more sort of I'm not saying there's a huge difference in those jobs and blah, blah, blah. I'm not putting down that line of work, but yep. it's like the actual hours, the responsibility, the accountability the and the study required. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, there's no incentive. It's actually so difficult to implement a system like that because we've been so conditioned to have this hierarchy and I'm not saying it's good and I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's quite impossible to make a turnaround. Of, and I like, I genuinely believe it's part of the human like condition Yeah, because you always like people will strive for more. That's yes. just how yes. we're trained and we are trained for rewards. And capitalism you know? is we a steroid. We work hard yeah. and harder mm. because we know that there could be a reward. Why would you work 16 hours a day yeah. yes. if there's no reward? Yeah. People want rewards and often mm -hmm. the reward is money. Yes, and that's exactly. just how humans are trained. But because it's with money, you can improve yeah. your, your life. And there's just like, I just feel like I wish people understood there's so many ways and like options that you can you can more evenly distribute resources without completely like overthrowing capitalism. Yeah. Yes. You know, I just feel like the whole like overthrow capitalism, people don't understand fully yeah. comprehend yeah. what, we, what they're what saying. Do then. Yeah. Exactly. And I also had a conversation about this with someone who was talking about this like commune, like theory mm. and right. it's like oh and everyone just lives in this little commune i'm like okay well who gets to go in the commune and she's like oh anyone who wants to go and i was like well are people excluded from the commune and then it's like oh we're gonna have you know for example small example composting toilets right. or whatever i'm like who's gonna clean the toilet everyone's gonna have a go cleaning the toilets I'm like at the at some point someone's gonna refuse mm. to clean the toilets and the yeah. like doctor argument i made that exact argument because mm. it's like oh it's gonna be free healthcare in this medical center and i was like okay who's gonna be the doctor who's well, gonna buy the x-ray machine a, yeah exactly she's like someone will have a passion for medicine i'm like 
will they? Like how many people have become doctors because of, you know, the prestige or the money or because their parents are like, this is the best job you can get. Like how many, and I actually, I didn't say to her, like, no one's going to become a doctor. I just said like, how many people become a doctor for a different reason than helping people? Like we're not, there's not going to be anybody in the medical. But also some people have a passion for it, but that doesn't mean they can do it. But also in that, um, in this like commune world, would people have a passion for that? Like, you know, that um, kind of, there's a meme and it kind of makes me annoyed when it's like, oh, what's your dream job? It's like, oh, like sis, I don't dream of labor. Yeah. And I'm like, I have lots of thoughts about that. What I'm saying is, I always think about this as well. And I think you have a passion though. Yeah. We've monetized those passions. Yes, there's a lot of people. I think the problem is in the world we disregard as people that want to work in our true passions mm. and actually want to achieve and create jobs where we actually love our going to work. So mm-hmm. I think that's different. But I think we, I think when I think about that, I, mean, I think it kind of makes sense that most people in the world don't feel passionate about their job. Yes. There's a lot of jobs that need to be done that people wouldn't feel passionate about. Yeah. But exactly. then if we had no money, would we, like people who have passions, I have a dream job. Mm. If there was no money in the world, why would I have a dream job? I'm just going to hang out on my hammock. Exactly. Yeah. And chill, probably. It, it's just like, I just, imagining a world without money, it's just, I don't mm. know, it, it's just utopian. Yes. Yeah. Just, I just don't, it doesn't exist. And like every time, They've tried to do communes like around the world. It's been tried so yeah. many times. Yes. Like the Paris Commune in the 1800s. Like every time it just doesn't work fundamentally yeah. because humans are flawed. Yes. And in a, a utopian world, you everyone needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And everyone has to be willing to like pay and the same their motivations. Fair share. Exactly. And that's just not the it's reality. Not. Somebody's going to work harder than person A is going to work harder than person B. Yeah. yeah. And person A is going to be rewarded for it. And yes. that's how society works. Mm. Well, this is what I think about prison abolition. I'm very anti-prison abolition. I was abolition. literally just going to go to this. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I honestly couldn't, like, I don't know enough about it to hold a conversation with someone who is pro-prison abolition. But I think, like, at the end of the day, what I think about when I think of prison abolition is, like, who's going to live next door to a rapist or a murderer? Like, Mm. I don't want to live next door. Like, do you want to? Do these abolitionists literally, will you be happy to have a murderer next door to you or a rapist next door to you in your home? And it's like, it doesn't take away from the fact that like, of course there needs to be like prison reform. And there's a lot of people that go to prison that don't need to be in in prison. And they can't be rehabilitated through that. There obviously needs to be major reforms, but there are some people, in my opinion, that should go to prison. Yes, yes. and I agree. And, and, I and think... that's just my opinion. I don't I don't want people that murder their wives, you know, yeah, out yeah. and about. They should be, I like, I don't know. No, I completely agree. I think the hard part is, is and this is one of my major qualms, is that in the same sentence as people are saying prison shouldn't exist and, oh my God, did you see the latest rape case where this person didn't get long enough? Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't have it both ways. No. If, um sort of incarceration and prison sentences and just just general custodial sentences is that these can these the reasons these people commit crimes are because of probably things that happened in their childhood mm-hmm. and we're not funding the right things but yep. at the end of the day especially with like police abolition and things like that when they're saying like defund the police how like exactly. you can't immediately take away millions and millions of dollars from a system that's designed to protect yeah. us because so they're not going to put the money back into community therapy right. or talk therapy and it's or... and it's the other thing it's the same people that present that argument but then their house gets burgled and who do they call yeah they call the police mm-hmm. and imagine if they weren't there if yeah. someone robs you mm-hmm. who are you going to call if they don't exist and this is yes. the thing is it's, that i it's a I service agree. that we need i completely agree that 
we um we it needs to be reformed both systems because yeah. i agree like a pedophile is not going to be rehabilitated and stop having sexual thoughts about children because yeah. they were in a cell for mm. 10 years yeah that doesn't happen that's not no. how it works and the services that are yeah. provided to these people are never going to help more, them it's yeah it's more to just isolate them yeah to prevent it's, yeah. it's a punishment causing other, it's incapacitation you know, that's, yeah that's the intention for well me. it's because like when you like when you first start law, they kind of say like there's the four main reasons for um, incarcerating someone is incapacitation, so they're not a threat to the community, retribution to like pay for their crime, rehabilitation to heal them, or just deterrence. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, it's like, well, to be honest, you kind of can't do one unless it includes rehab. Yeah. How can you possibly justify? A- prison sentence unless in some capacity involves true rehabilitation mm-hmm, so right. obviously from i would say the majority of crimes there's no reason someone should be incarcerated for for a serial killer for things like that like people who don't have mental illnesses or like serious yeah. psychiatric issues they need to be incapacitated yeah. like that's just it but when you actually think about the nature of like police are needed in those situations we need investigators we, we social workers and things like that aren't trained and can't have the capacity to do those sorts of things or mm-hmm. to incapacitate someone right but then again it's like yeah you're absolutely right i just doubt that the government's going to take away millions of dollars from the police and then shove it into community work like it's yeah. not no. going to happen if well, the I government's also... not that effective no exactly i also think that like prison abolition ignores the fact that a lot of people who commit really heinous crimes have very serious mental health issues like i'm talking like psychopathy yeah um very very serious issues that don't really have like what do we do with those people yeah yeah like you can't talk you can't like talk therapy them out of being a psychopath so they won't kill someone again yeah yeah it and will happen. And that. there's also like the point of Olivia Jade, that college student. Yes. yes. Yeah. Her. And it's like people like that, like commit major fraud. If there was no punishment, mm-hmm. what's the deterrent to, yeah. to do that? Yeah. If prisons didn't exist and they Especially knew they were invincible, money. what's what's yeah. the point? Exactly. You can't I find like someone you, out of that. That's why I feel like it, yeah. fundamentally it needs to exist because mm-hmm. you need to have a reason to deter people from breaking the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, especially in comes like white, white collar crime, like fraud. Yeah. What's the deterrent? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you've got money, the money is not it doesn't going matter. To. That's yeah. They can pay the fine and move on. And then yeah. punishment You're is inequitable. You're not going to send them to rehab yeah. to not commit fraud. Like, yes. Do you know what I mean? In those situations. <laughs> yeah, they don't need rehabilitating. It's and for punishment. Yeah. yeah. Marginalised groups are overrepresented in, in custody, in mm-hmm. incarceration, in prisons. So these aspects need to be formed and more money needs to be pushed into this community work like child safety and things mm-hmm. like this it won't happen but especially i mean obviously it's i think on steroids in america but still very bad here but this is the issue is like i think we need to look at doing those things first the baby steps before we can even assess what would happen in incarceration i i think maybe one day we could get towards that and we could limit the reads like the charges for which you can go to prison like i don't think people should be in prison for taking drugs mm, I, yeah, I, agree. I don't they shouldn't no, what about yeah. selling um i it depends on the I think depends that, on the drug. I think it depends on the amount and the drug. Okay. I think distribution altogether is bad, but yeah, I think all those people are usually taking the drugs too. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, but yeah, I think maybe for distribution, yeah. Mm-hmm. What even weed? No, no, no. I think that should, I, I think yeah. that should be decriminalized altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Decriminalized or legalized? Just decriminalized. Well, at least decriminalized. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't take drugs, so I find it difficult hard to, to talk. comment. Yeah, like I had it. That's, that's my thing because I personally don't. I, I find Not it interested. hard to like even pill have, testing arguments you know, I, because yeah. I, I don't have to ex- experience pill testing for myself yes, exactly. yeah. I don't need to get any pills tested because yes. I don't 
to partake in that. Yes, yeah. and obviously we ha- I had a Hard big discussion about yeah. this like a couple of weeks ago with friends who were like very pro pill testing, and, and I was like, if I had to vote on it, I would I would be pro. Yeah, me too. But as someone who doesn't take drugs, would never take them into a music festival, would not risk it because of the pure dangers, and because I have enough fun in my own life that I don't feel the need to be on drugs. <laughs> Agreed. I yeah. struggle because I'm like, but you don't have to have it to have fun. But I understand that it's a safety thing. But I I don't understand like it's it, it's not a deterrent. Then it's actually. Yep. in some ways promoting I mean it's promoting safe use I would vote yes to it but I mentally think about it a lot because I'm not interested and I don't understand yeah. I struggle to understand why As, people especially are especially when when you know it can like cause harm and yeah. it's hard to be like yeah you know I don't think it promotes use um I don't think that pill testing will promote pill use because I think that those people are going to be taking them anyway I don't I think I have a lot of friends that have taken drugs in their life. Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot of close friends that I went to high school with that say like have gone to a music festival once and another friend has said, I have some extras, would you like to try? And mm-hmm. they do. Those people would not take them by themselves, but if pill testing was available, they would be more likely to take them because they're sure. I think it's like there's a certain middle group that doesn't regularly take them, but might start to take them more at events like that because they know it's safe. But then are people like that going to be like taking drugs in a problematic way then i don't think so i don't think it changes the game from being like because again the pill testing is that isolated event yeah so you take once you're like but i think the the promotion is they might not have taken at the festival they might have just had a few drinks instead especially when it comes to like pill testing if it's like exclusively at a music festival Mm -hmm. yeah it's more like that that's such a high risk environment in terms of like you're hot and sweaty and you're more likely to be dehydrated etc So you can understand, like, yeah, yeah, but I don't see like widespread pill testing as just you know Normal. on the valley on a Friday night. No, yeah, no, well, I, I guess I've never thought about it like that. But I'm I know because for, then... I'm pro p- pill testing because yeah. I mean, I, to I, me, I agree. that just means like less people die from yes, taking definitely. No, I, no, I see that's the thing. I, I totally well. agree with that. It's just like it would be interesting to see like the study to know if it was more readily available. Would numbers how would the how what, would it impact what, what's the, the percentage yeah. yeah but then again that means like i guess how many people is that the reason that they don't do drugs is because they're worried it might be me, bad yes. See, I don't, do you know what i mean yeah, really is, i don't think that's the re- i don't think that stops people I'm, so that's oh, why that's why it kind of defeats that's why you, it defeats kind of the argument that yeah mm-hmm. um I don't know what I'm trying to say. You, no, I understand. <laughs> I just well, think it, it shapes me, both of our opinions. I, yeah, I don't take drugs because I don't really. I find the feeling. I find the idea of the feeling scary. Mm-hmm. I think me I might too. have a really bad time. Yeah. And I, I think I'd rather have a fine time being me mm-hmm. and being standard. I mean, I'm too anxious of a person. Yes. That same. It just, and also, I'm just afraid of like consequences. I yeah. just know in my heart I would never forgive myself if I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, if I was right. fined. Or, or if take I had a drug like test a, cr- a job. Criminal, or... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would just. I would. never never forgive myself because I feel like I just put such high expectations yeah. on me yeah. that I just I, I wouldn't be able to get over like that mistake yeah you know? but I also wonder about how legalizing pill testing and making it readily, readily available at music festivals affects legislation mm-hmm. like how do you have something that's illegal and simultaneously like let people come through police checks and, and I'm just interested in how that dynamic works yeah like you know I yeah, get- exactly if you have sniffer dogs out the front but then you can yeah, what's the... I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, consumption sure remove is... The dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's right. more possession than consumption. Like, you can be charged with possession, but, like, say if you've had the pill, and that's then you true. go in, you can't be charged. Right. right. Yeah. So it's something that's that, but it kind of interests me because I understand why 
government has a problem with legalising it because it's extremely difficult to legalise something like that when the drug is illegal and prohibited in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's difficult. But then again, I think that alcohol in many ways is just as dangerous as yeah, exactly. drug use. So I really yeah, exactly. struggle with the argument because I'm a big drinker. So it's, like, unfair of me to you know, question pill mm-hmm. testing. I am pro, but question taking drugs generally when I'm a big yeah. drinker. So I mean, that's the thing. I would, I would be definitely for pill testing. I just feel like I don't. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. You wouldn't There's utilize. Just, yeah, I wouldn't no. utilize. The <laughs> but I understand. But why I don't. Yeah. I understand the need for it. Yes. Mm. I, if it if it saves lives, then why not? Yeah, it's not that's fair of me to you know, say. Well, yeah. I don't if have we to get do to it, the point so. at the end of the day, if people are going to take drugs anyway, that's yeah. kind of yes. the reality we live in in Australia. That's what I feel like. I just hate the culture. If we can try and make it safer. Then yes. that's the best we can do. We can create other community programs to like prevent people won't. from taking drugs. Mm-hmm. They but won't. at the end of the day, people will. You should, I guess. Yeah. You know, it, this is my issue. Is like there's life. this idea that there'll be sort of things to mitigate the consequences of this, but those things aren't effective. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe a lot of government programs that kind of circumvent. I just think they're useless a lot of the time. People I don't agree. know about them. That's what I struggle with. Is like there's not the other side. For sure thoughtful agree <laughs> <laughs> i'm really surprised you had that um perspective actually i i don't know why i struggle with it because when i brought it up to my friends they were all shocked as well yeah and i do think it's just because i do associate with people who take drugs yeah i don't understand the need mm-hmm. i don't like to be around it yeah um i think that's either. why i've had the yeah. same experience because so many of my friends do yes mm-hmm. and i don't that yes. i think yeah and but i i yeah again i always i think it this is a weird comparison, but I think it comes back to the idea of in a prison system, would you rather let X amount of people who are guilty go free than have one innocent person incarcerated? In this situation, would you have a rather have another 100 people take a drug, but one person like live? Yeah. Because, and I think that the comes back to that's obviously pro pill testing. Yeah. yeah but when we think about it, there's a, there's a debate to be had. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, to me, it always comes back to that in terms of like a right versus left scenario. Yeah. Because I feel like the right, a lot of the times, the things that they are anti is stuff that doesn't affect them. Like they're not going to be taking a pill at a festival, like conservatives who they're anti-pill testing because they're like, well, people shouldn't be taking them anyway. Yeah. Well, it's like you would never utilize the service. So what is the problem yes, like why right. would you not like to see a safe environment and for me yeah. that's why because yeah like i said i would probably never use a pill testing service but for me i would be like well if it makes you know if you know someone doesn't die because people exactly. are always dying at music I feel like festivals. it's like the progressive mindset it's like yeah, putting exactly. yourself in somebody else's shoes yes you know yeah. it's it like is. the empathy but you're right that's yeah. i am the conservative in that point like mm. i don't use it so but i understand that yeah. the safety of others it's important mm-hmm. but i again it is like for me i'm like well i go to those things but yeah. I, i'm not interested so i'm i think i'm just confused as to why people are yeah but then again i think there are um benefits to like yeah marijuana being legalized and things like this like i'm not sure about other drugs to be honest mm-hmm. but i i don't know enough about the science Me behind neither. the impact so yeah. i don't have an opinion on that mm-hmm. um but yeah again it it concerns me because i think that it can have health ramifications regard like in a long-term way well it can trigger like um mental health issues yeah like that's a that's a scientific fact yeah yeah um but also like if you have the if you already are susceptible to that, anything can trigger it. Like smoking weed can trigger it or like having a panic attack or a stressful time can trigger it. So it's a bit complicated. I actually had a friend who I believe the first time she took weed, it's triggered something. 
and I actually wasn't there but someone what like one of my close friends told me about what happened and I was like that has something has been triggered and I don't believe she'll ever be the same again after that it's interesting. and that was just weed not yeah. anything serious. And weed is like I think weed is safer than alcohol the left spends so much energy cancelling one another and like t- like accusing one another of being intolerant mm-hmm. that we don't spend enough I mean I say we I don't really I actually am at the point where sometimes I think I'm not radical enough for the radical left. And then I'm, sometimes when I'm around people who are very radical and very left, I'm just like, am I a centrist? And then I'm around I've had like this real centrist. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm just like, oh, I'm really radical. So I feel like yeah. I'm like not radical enough for the radical left, but I don't like fit with people who are like labor voters. Yeah. But I think it's like, I think I mentioned this to you the other day. I was at a party last week. And I realized that it does come back to this weird lack of education where I was talking to one of my friends of a friend and they said like, oh, I voted liberal in the state election purely because in my electorate, the Labour candidate was a dropkick. And I was like, do you know that there are other options besides Mm -hmm. the two major parties? Like you have a ballot in front of you. Have you thought about... And I they think would have had to number all the boxes. I think it's because right. they're too much of a centrist. I mean, this person is right-wing, but I think that they're too... They can't even contemplate Greens because it would be such a jump. From, mm. But then I wondered, are they just saying the, left, the Labour candidate was a drop because I was there? Because they were also asking me, like, if you run, how would you run? Who would you run with? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just kind of, like, really confused by the fact that the people at the table all had something to say about who they voted for and why, but they didn't do enough research to know anything about the other candidates. And I'm not sure if it's just because they kind of ride it off, because these people live on the Gold Coast, and I think a lot of the time it's, like, liberal and done there. Yeah. Like, it's very much quite right-wing, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Clive Palmer's wife ran for, like, Burley, I think. Uh, really? Yes. God. I didn't even know it was her. Yeah, She was, was the head of the party. Yeah. He made her the head. But it's confusing. I feel like I so, know so little about Clive Palmer. I'm yeah. so disinterested in that man. Ugh, There's nothing to know about him except that he wants to get rid of labor yeah. like that's his own, own he just own loves derivative. mining and yeah he's and large. billboards he and advertising mining. it's just and he loves everywhere. advertising that bright color yellow it's awful nice but i think i wonder if like, i mean in america the it's really the major parties and no one really votes Other. anyone else well there were only one million votes for the libertarian candidate in the u.s election oh, okay or like yeah. ballpark one million the the u.s spectrum though is just so i feel like it's much more divisive than ours yes it is it's also much more right than yeah ours. it is it it's is. also because the they're actually voting the for right. the person and mm-hmm. it and it and it also is like it fu- like politics there like defines people defines yeah. people's personality mm. whereas here i feel like it can be more subtle like yeah will there be people that we know who we don't know who they vote for? exactly yeah. whereas there it's like you're on this side or this side and yeah. we don't like each other from the other side and in a way you yes. can mask your vote by saying something like yeah. oh but in our electorate like yeah. the liberal yeah. candidates actually really good x, yeah. x, x, yes. because you're not saying i'm voting for scott morrison or not like it doesn't yeah. come down to that we also have a lot more yeah. swing voters here yeah for sure yeah like people will swing between mostly between yes. the major two parties yes yeah um but one of my family members this year actually told me that they voted greens two, like liberal one greens two, mm. and they were saying like greens make sense to me they're the only party that makes sense because they believe in all of the social issues that i believe in but i just i just can't do it i can't put them number That's one so interesting it was really interesting he was like i just wow. can't do it and he's not even he's not a diehard liberal supporter yeah he's a, been a swing voter yeah. for like the last 
I guess, at least 20 years. He probably voted more um, left when he was younger, to be honest. Uh, But, yeah, he was like, I just can't do it. And I feel like that people, a lot of people have those feelings about the Greens. Mm. It's just like, oh, but they're just... I mean, I think it's like, I was talking to my dad about this. And even though we have very different politics, I think it was like an interesting point. Like when the Greens was initially founded, it was an environmental party. Yeah. It was for the environment. That was their thing. Yeah. And I think in a sense they've lost their way like a little bit in their identity when they've moved into the more like other progressive Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like whereas initially when they started it was like we are for the environment that's Mm. what they were about yeah and so now i feel like there is like a bit of like i don't Mm. know people aren't really sure fully what they're voting for when they vote for the greens yeah Mm -hmm. because i feel like they change their opinions on different things a lot and i think that's a really big hippie connotation for anyone who doesn't do their research Mm -hmm. but i also think the issue is is that a lot of greens um people who are trying to be elected are seat fillers because they know that in each sort of state or in federal election there's probably only a couple of really big potential Mm -hmm. um sort of winnable seats yeah winnable yeah sorry winnable seats and I think the issue is that in some electorates they put people that are, are like way too far left to ever be considered because they need a seat filler, mm-hmm. um, but they know they're going to lose. And I think that might actually impact the reputation right. and the stance of the Greens. You kind of need to do what the smaller things better yeah. um, and w- manageable things. Yeah. Yeah. I also just think as like a politician, I just think it's important to have like a clear identity and like what you stand for. Mm-hmm. So people know, I don't know, I feel like people appreciate clarity Yes. in a sense like, I understand what this guy is if i vote for him this is what he represents mm-hmm. and just to have like a clear picture of that yeah you know i think there are a lot of because like and hannah kind of touched on it before is like a lot of times the radical left uh reaching for something that's so far out of reach that it's like that's not even possible right and, and that turns people away exactly because then they're like whoa you've got some crazy ideas and that's a lot of the time what the greens are doing like they're reaching so far left particularly right. for australia and i think that their goal is to as hannah said again drag everyone a little bit further left or at least like their whole thing is like we hold the major parties accountable mm. in that's what they are doing in like the senate in the house Ex- the senate the house is that the same House of Reps and Senate. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's what I thought, and then I was like, "Fine." Embarrass myself as someone who ran for council. Um, yeah, so the that's what those like elected officials are doing, and that's what they're telling their yeah. electorates they're doing. That's what they're telling Greens voters everywhere that they're doing. Yeah. But I think it means that sometimes they can have these opinions when it's like, well, of course you can say that because you're never going to wait. Like you're never going to be, we're not going to see a Greens prime minister for a long, long time. So you can say like, well, I would make uni free. It's like, well, you, you know, easy for you to say kind of thing. I mean, I think, but it's like that. I think the thing is, is that they're really, really radical left that everyone kind of in the right goes, oh, no way. Like, yeah. I'm never yeah. going to swing that far. Mm-hmm. Then limits, like, they want a federal watchdog. Yeah. That's a perfectly practical, mm-hmm. expected thing. And yet it's hard to make happen purely because I think that the perception around the Greens, I, I don't know, I just think it's a, it's a bit... It's just a bit intangible all the time. Yeah. And as a voter, even sometimes I look at things and I'm like... Damn. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think about the Greens is people see them as a very, very political party. Like, they're so political. Mm, And I remember someone saying this to me a few years ago, and I was like, 
they're a political party like everyone's political but then as i learned more about what they actually meant yeah. i'm like oh i see what you mean like they're they're it's like politics everywhere yeah. and they because they are so small it's like they do have to or even for example like being a member of the greens that is very meaningful mm. and i think that that to them when you are a paying member as just a citizen it's very significant whereas i don't think the major parties put so much weight on that kind of thing but i also i also feel like just the more you learn about like politics in general the less you become like one party like fully represents you yes, Do you know what i mean yes exactly because it's the more and more that. and more i learn mm -hmm. you just the more yeah. you learn about like financial policies and blah, yeah. blah, blah you're like you can understand different points from different yes. sides yeah and like why some people are like fiscally conservative and mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, that was one thing I feel like I learned. It's just more about like financial things. Yeah. Like yes. sometimes that's sometimes my issue mm -hmm. with like even the Greens is sometimes yes. some of the policies with money. Yeah. I'm like, you just haven't got a clear plan for this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, the older I get, the more I feel like I'm more financially conservative. And yeah. I would never, um, because at the end of the day, like in my mind, it's like, well, I still believe that human lives are more important than money. So that's why I'm always going to vote left. It makes you understand more why, because I always get frustrated when I see people who are like, well, when I was young, I used to vote left, but now I'm conservative. And I'm always like, Ugh, why do I would never do that? But then the older I get, the more I'm just like, guy. Yes. You can see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it still really it. disappoints me, but I'm kind of like... I guess what it comes back to for me at this point, because I'm not really a financially stable or established person, is I guess it's interesting because the older you get, the more conservative you become because you are developing and want to retain what you've made. Yeah. But at the same time, the way I hope that I go is that the more financially stable I become and sort of capable, mm -hmm. the more I want to vote on behalf of people who aren't. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. positive things. Mm -hmm. But I guess it, it becomes hard because I think that the older you get, the more you kind of become in your own bubble and the things you own. And, yeah. and you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, As Especially when you live in a country where sometimes like government projects aren't super effective and you yeah. just, you just mm -hmm. know the amount of money that's being wasted. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's just interesting to think. When if you have like a super effective government, yeah, then obviously you the know money people are happy to so much happy to, to to pay their high taxes. Yeah, you know exactly. But when you have a government that has ineffective yeah. mm -hmm. spending or irresponsible spending, it's hard to justify. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Which is just something interesting. Yes, I also think that another thing that I um, have distanced myself from from the left is just, and it's kind of like what you said, Jane, about like you the more you learn about politics the more you realize one party does not reflect all of your beliefs or wishes or whatever is that some like i think for the left and it's probably like the case on the right honestly i think everyone's probably a bit guilty of this mm. anytime a an opposing party to your party brings something in like it's bad it's yeah. like well it's not good See, enough this is yeah. yeah this is an issue i was just about to say mm -hmm. even with like job keeper yeah as yeah. a thing and like i feel like it's important to like give credit where it's due. Yes. Agree. I this this year, I think our the government, particularly state governments, have been so effective. Yes. Yeah. And even on a federal level, they've made mistakes. But we have to understand, like, they had matter of days to make these decisions. Mm. Yeah. And I do think, to an extent, JobKeeper was quite effective. Yes. I agree. Of course, there's a lot of flaws with it. Yes. You yeah. Know, with different things, but they had to come up with that idea very quickly, and mm -hmm. they saved a lot of like. Yeah 
people's jobs. Yes. Particularly people with vulnerable jobs. And mm. it was an effective policy yeah, considering the time. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like sometimes you just need to give credit, you know? Agree. They did a good job, yeah. I think, with yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. There was always going to be... There's always going to be errors, always. Yeah, yeah. but, but I also think when you're in a pandemic, when you're in a pandemic, never going to be perfect. You know, and you compare how we've done to mm. other countries. Yeah, it, we've been so effective. Yeah, mm-hmm. so effective, and like it's important. I just feel like, yeah, even if it's not someone you voted for, if they did something good, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, it was good. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Exactly, you and I, that's how I feel about. Um, you know how the when the budget was released, mm. um, the federal government announced like 20 mental health sessions under yeah. Medicare instead, yeah. of 10. instead of 10. Like no one's talking about that. That's actually quite a win for a conservative government yeah. to exactly. double That's the amount. That's one every two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Which yes. is great. Yes, it's really good. You and know? basically everyone is free to yeah. utilize those. But who does? Exactly. Because exactly. it's not promoted. Because I think, yeah. again, again there is credit. this element of having to demonize mm-hmm. everything the other government does. The, the, the government in power does and I completely agree and I had people public servants in my workplace who retained their job and their salary for the entire year yeah. who would sit around and say oh well my friend's son who was earning 400 bucks a week at Macca's is now getting 1200 a fortnight blah yeah. blah blah he wouldn't have been making that like, that's honey, ridiculous do you know anything about stimulus yeah I'm like do you understand we're trying to revitalize <laughs> the economy to get people here? to spend and money also, like okay good those people can save they can have money yeah. like they've never had before yeah. and actually feel stimulated enough to spend exactly. money on other things and I also think with that argument like I was someone that got JobKeeper that got a pay rise yeah mm. but I spent more money this year than usual yeah and yeah. when you are in a recession you want the public to spend money yeah Yes. Yeah. That's fundamentally how you get out of yeah. a recession. You need to stimulate the economy. Yeah. So the government knew that people were going to get more money than usual. They knew. I'm sure they were it's aware of that. They were but that was what yeah. they wanted. It was called a stimulus check. <laughs> so the critiques of that just it's I just I'm like, you don't understand. It was the you know, mm. it was the person in my office who was on 120k and didn't get a single day exactly. of work. You know what I mean? We didn't work from home, everything remained the same. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Like I have no complaints about that. And yet they were coming in saying how ridiculous it was, and I was like, yeah honestly the government isn't hoodwinked like that is absolutely ridiculous do you think they're that stupid like honestly yeah i agree it is not flawless system but those flaws helpful even if they do miss out on how much people can make extra like it's just ridiculous and when you're making decisions in such a short space of time yeah like they came out with that policy so quickly Mm yeah you know considering what was going on Yeah. yeah and i think it was like Effective. A lot of people benefited from it. Like yeah. I have received a stimulus check, and like honestly, yeah. I put it into Australian shares. Like yeah. that's you, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm. It's just not. Oh, it's so painful. And then again, but now is the time to say, uh, well, you shouldn't be reducing it in certain states who have the threat of coronavirus, like New South mm-hmm. Wales. Like yeah. now's not the time to put people, especially in one of the most expensive states in the country, like yeah. to live in. I think those are the issues that now you fight back against and say, hang on, you can afford to give. X amount of people this X amount of time ago, now you can't reduce it to this much, people can't live off it. Yeah. At the time, it was a great package, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. And people, like, we do need to look around at the rest of the world and how yeah. poorly oh, other co- I mean, American... even Sweden yeah. went really, like, terrible. Yeah. And everyone yeah. until this year has been like, wow, like, let's just do what Sweden does. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though they have lots of domestic violence, it's kept under wraps yeah really? um yeah they have really bad numbers but they're just 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 like the reporting uh, is is poor anyway um but yeah people who are saying who are complaining and comparing us to other countries and like you you actually cannot deny that yeah. they did a great job and that's how i feel about 
particularly liberals, who still want to say that Palaszczuk did a terrible job in Queensland. I'm like, okay, well, why did she get re-elected, like, by a landslide? By a landslide. Yeah. She, she, they're like, everybody, yeah. no, and no one wanted to have the borders closed. I'm like, obviously Everyone. people did. Like, yeah. obviously people did. Yeah. Yeah. Queenslanders are actually probably the happiest. Exactly. Right. Queensland's yeah. done so well. Yeah, so well. Yeah. And, and when you hear about, like, you know, the terrible year it is, like, for the most part... It's been pretty Most normal. of the year for Queensland has yeah. been... Of, of, like, of course, people have just jobs, etc. But in terms of, like, our lifestyle... Yes. ...has been somewhat normal for yeah. most of the year. Exactly. In terms of our, like, freedoms to move, yes. yeah. to go to restaurants, which people around the world, you know... Can't there's still to. people that are still are not able to go to restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, and I think... I find it always surprising how people are so like unflinchingly arguing like but I want to see my family and but it's like that is Everyone not wants to see their at family. the cost a Christmas yeah. lunch is not going to come at the cost of lives like what yes. is wrong with you exactly it just yeah. continues to surprise me I I think that's just the issue with America because it's their mentality of freedom it's yeah. like we are Americans therefore we, <laughs> we cannot are we are free <laughs> you cannot stop me and that's why they have been so ineffective yes. because it's like their conscience with freedom yeah. is yeah. so strong that they don't understand that they need to sometimes give up some mm. and make sacrifices for the greater good. Yeah. Because for them it's so individual. Yeah. Yes. They don't have a collective yeah. consciousness like other. Like you know. They would reject hotel quarantine for 14 Exactly. Days. Oh, because yeah. that would be a breach of their civil their... liberties. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Whereas we as a society could understand the need for hotel quarantine. Yeah. I think you it's know, a development. No one wants to exactly. no one wants to do it. Yeah. No. But everyone's willing to do it. And yeah. it's very or few Or just stay back, exactly. don't come in. Then. Yeah. There's very few few critiques of it in Australia because exactly. everyone sees why it's necessary. And you yeah. have the choice. Just don't travel. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And then we also have this like I think it's like Aussie culture is like when you see if you hear about someone breaking out of quarantine yeah. or if you see someone like you know, doing something against there's a, that is against the law. As Australians, we're just like, oh, that that's not good. Yes. Like, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna tell someone like tell you. I think yeah. I think it's interesting though because Australian culture also brings about this like weird loyalty, yeah, to each other. And yeah. yet at yeah. the same time, I think the bigger loyalty is to the health of yeah. the country. So mm -hmm. I think we know that the greater good and yeah. recognize because yeah, you, there was a lot of people dobbing a lot of people in, and it's not a bad thing. It's to something to be yeah. admired, honestly. Yeah. Apparently, that was a big thing in New Zealand too. There was like a lot of. Dobbins, really of people yeah and it was like you know if anyone saw anyone when they were in their lockdown yeah doing the wrong thing there was so many tip-offs well that's the thing because I, everyone was like them. we're we're a team and that's yeah, like exactly. what jacinda was like continually like Particularly yeah. like we're part of the team if you do exactly. something wrong you're letting the team down yeah yes and that's so it's like that consciousness they're too divided you know, in america to that's yeah. the issue they don't see themselves as a team at all no. and no. that's like but i wonder if it's thing that i i think there's such a diverse education level um mm. just I, I think that the the i wonder how much the population size and demographic impedes that sort of um like teamwork mindset like yeah. collective culture mindset because i think in our country it's massive geographically but the amount of people kind of means that it's really easy i think the communication like it's not that many states and territories yeah the there's certain laws we yeah. establish what is managed at state and federal right. level and we compare each other like think about it when like abortion yeah. was legalized in queen or decriminalized in queensland here's what each state does yeah. here's what we should be doing and here's yeah, who needs exactly. to pull the team up exactly you know? and things like that are measured but they're not like we're not demonizing each other but we're saying like let's look at it and let's see where everyone else is at and i, I think in america it's like hissing at each other for yeah. the same yeah. issues that's the thing and i also think because there's so much like i don't know just division in i mean i feel like when you come from a country with a smaller population i feel like there is like a more of a closeness yes. like i feel like mm -hmm. other small countries if you're from like 
Croatia. Yeah. They feel they have like a stronger identity of yes. like, you know. Whereas I and I feel like in Australia too we do kind of have that like people are yeah you know and there's obviously people want people want the best for yeah. like Australia whereas I feel like well I, I think in the US it's more like you have your state loyalty yeah, yeah. it's like your your own state and they whereas, can hate other states yeah I don't think we really have I mean we have like some rivalries but yeah. it's not yeah. not to the extent they do like you but know if, if we from... run into another Australian overseas we're not yeah. like well which state are you yeah from? No. exactly and if they're exactly. from WA and you would never like, judge... don't talk yeah. to me but even whereas if... someone from California there met yeah. someone from Arkansas yes yeah, like, they would oh. you know it would be they mm. would be almost like from different countries well, absolutely. Yeah. they even see the, the world differently in the exactly. US election it's a red state or a blue state like mm. you are literally blanket ruling what the state is and then you've got cities in the middle who are doing different things but it's a red state or a blue state and they talk about the history of the state and how crazy it is if they go the other way like yeah. there's yeah. so many preconceived notions that just remain this like unchangeable thing mm-hmm. in america whereas in yeah. no one's ever like new south wales went blue like it yeah. doesn't happen yeah. like that yeah i mean you kind of like i the other day i forgot that gladys was a liberal i can't even imagine that i did that but i thought i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah. but like a lot of the time i don't even know i don't think the premier of that state is this like i yeah. don't and yeah, in exactly. a federal election i'm not like Actually, I do remember in our federal election, everyone said Queensland let the team down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we but then it's interesting because with state elections, it's like Labour. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting. It is. Well, I, it's because they bought the. It's, I think it's because Clive Palmer was in Queensland and he yeah. was running all the slam campaigns yeah, against Labour. Yeah, against Labour. Yeah. Yes. Bloody Bill Shaw. But that is interesting. I didn't even think of that, like in the federal election. Yeah. Well, that's difference. why people say, talk about the Korea Mail, and they're like, oh, Murdoch, you know, disgusting all over the Korea Mail. And like he, you know, swings everyone the right. And I'm like, but we have a, we've had a Labour government for a long time. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't, I mean, not that I'm, I'm anti Murdoch, let's yeah. make that clear. But I think that, I don't know, I think that this anti-Murdoch thing has become so synonymous with Labour. And I actually think that the problem is larger than that. I don't think the problem with Murdoch is that he's a liberal. I think the problem with Murdoch media is that he owns so many. It's the monopolization. Exactly. And it's one opinion everywhere. And people don't understand that they have to read, or they should read from a various, various different sources. What other sources are there? Like you were looking at this for your, you wrote an article that's coming out today. Yes. It's basically on what does he own? Like he owns taste.com.au. He he owned MySpace. Really? Yeah. It's it's crazy. GQ, Vogue, Australia. He owns everything. I have no idea. Yeah. Why does he need that? Yes. And the point that I made in my article, which I'll link. Well, he's very old. He's (laughs) eighty-nine. I'll link the article in the description. But the um, point I tried to make was like. I don't believe that it's realistic for us to demand that media is unbiased because that's not realistic because people are not yes. unbiased. You can't really have true journalism like exactly. that. Exactly. It's not just opinion. like these are the facts. Goodbye. Because yeah. yeah. also, like, what even are the facts? Like, what I don't. We're in a post truth The selection world. of facts is, yeah. is exactly. fundamentally biased. Exactly. Even if they think that it's like, even if a journalist genuinely believes that a fact is true, like, yeah. we don't ever actually know. But I think what we need to understand as consumers of media is that everyone has a bias, which is why you should read from a range of different mm. yeah. um, sources and then decide your own opinion based sure. on the facts that you've or like the information that you've received, rather than being like, well. I'm left, so I'm going to read The Guardian only. Like, yeah. you should really be taking in lots of different opinions to yeah. make your own opinion. Agreed. Which is a, another... And talk to other people of different opinions. Exactly. Yeah. Which brings us to another um, critique of the radical left, is that 
a lot of people on the radical left are so intolerant of others' opinions and they just want to be in their bubble and they Amen. just want to have someone like pat them on the head and be like, I agree, yes, girl. But like, a lot of the time that is just pure virtue signaling to get is, the pat. And it's it not is. actually it something that they've thought about. And it's the definition of being like not open-minded. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. the people in that circle are just who are unwilling to have a conversation with someone that disagrees with them. Just, you know, like... You, you cannot call yourself open-minded. You no. just cannot. And they because... accuse the right of being closed-minded. Yeah, exactly. And they won't, they won't have a conversation. No. It's no, actually so, so alienating. No, no, it's you're wrong and yeah. I, I can't deal with this. But that's yeah, what exactly. the other members of the left. And, mm-hmm. and, it's just, and it's also like, I mean, I had this like really like empowering moment. I was talking, I was in Ireland actually, I was with my mate's mum. And we were talking about in Italy, like in the south of Italy where her parents live they're very anti-immigration in the south of Italy because it's very poor and that's where most of the refugee boats arrive, blah, blah, blah. And they, she was talking about her parents' opinions. Mm-hmm. But then we got onto the conversation. I was like, yeah, but you've probably never sat down with her and had, like, this open conversation. So, like, what are your, like, concerns? Because obviously something's happened to make yeah. her have this opinion. Mm-hmm. She obviously doesn't have much education about mm-hmm. what's going on in Syria. Yeah. You know, but no one's probably sat down and explained to her. No. Yeah. So you can't looking for it. demonize yeah. her for yeah. having this opinion when she's this old Italian woman that probably has no idea and mm-hmm. all she can judge is what she sees in front of her eyes. Yeah. No one sat down and explained to her in like a nice, kind way mm-hmm. why, why refugees are arriving in southern mm-hmm. Italy, yeah. what, what they're escaping, mm-hmm. why it's important that like Italy protects them. Yeah. You know, no one has probably explained the that to her. Points. So no. you can't immediately demonize her as this terrible woman when yeah. no one has explained to her why exactly and there's so many people that have these opinions that have never been explained and then all of a sudden they're judged as like this terrible person yes. but they probably don't know you know yeah. what i mean and exactly. again it's a spectrum it's like do you you don't approach someone with a sort of argument who's just purely full of hate but someone who's ambivalent or just ignorant or even just unsure those are the people that you want to channel yeah there's no yeah. point arg- like in arguing sorry in fighting in fighting in yeah. arguing <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, there's no point in fighting because actually, fundamentally, we're probably both voting for the same person. So yeah. it's not the right argument to have, like, yeah. regardless of the difference in opinions in the slightest sort of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The conversations you want to be having are those conversations. Exactly. They're the important ones. And I think they, that when you are, when the left is like that, it actually pushes people away. Like people who lean left mm. um, probably are going to be like, oh, but I don't want to get any closer to that because that is really scary and someone's probably going to say like call me out for saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and you won't you're scared to have get cancer yes yeah you're scared to share your opinion yeah yes and i think it's interesting like because you said you know um you know theoretically people on the left are probably going to be demonized a a woman like that and it's quite interesting because i was i always like i said earlier think that the right their number one um priority appears to be money and the left our priority is human lives and for a you know side of the political spectrum that should be all like is said to be all about love and empathy and human we actually are quite like intolerant of people who don't think like us which is again like an exact critique that we have of the right it's like oh well the right is so like intolerant and they hate everybody and they don't have any empathy i'm like well that's what you're actually even though you're not saying it like usually the left uses less uh horrific language but you're actually doing the same thing like you're being exactly what you say is wrong yeah and it just like the hypocrisy and the lack of um self-awareness is truly shocking 
Exactly. Truly shocking. Truly shocking. And that's like, I think, Jane, you just said something earlier about, um, oh, yeah, when people shut off, it's just like, oh, no, I can't deal with that. And I find that that people like kind of um, like shouting self-care about this stuff. And we do have like an article kind of in the back of our minds. It's like self-care is like the activist way of saying that they can't be like they're going to sit this one out kind of thing. Yeah. And I have a real, like, I don't have a problem with the actual self-care as a thing, but I have a problem with it as, as a term. Yeah, yes. exactly. I think it's always as, like, yeah. I can't mm. be bothered this time. Yeah. And yeah. I, Give me a break. And I'm not saying you can't take, I truly believe if you want to take a break, just say it. Yeah. Like, if it, and, and the thing is, it's hard because it's like, I think that's people's way who, I think that's people who have privilege who are activists way of saying like, I just need to come up with an excuse to get out of this because I know I'm privileged. I know I have the capacity to help with this, but like mm-hmm. I, I can't be bothered today. And I think yeah. a lot of people say like mental health day, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I think yeah. those things are completely valid if they're true. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the way of like weaseling out of something a lot of the time when mm-hmm. you yeah. don't want to go to a march or you don't want to do yeah. something. Or you don't, don't want to have someone disagree with you. Yeah. And you don't, and you're not prepared to like learn something. Yeah. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like sometimes you can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I feel like, <laughs> you know, Jesus, some yeah. people, that's just so bad at accepting like, oh, I was wrong about that. Yeah. Yes. You know, yep. on like both sides. Mm. Yeah. People are not very good at admitting that they made a mistake. Yeah. No. And now they've been enlightened. Yes, you know? exactly. And they're absolutely not going to admit it if it's because they got shouted at on Facebook. Yeah. Because I think that the left wants to engage with the far, far right, just so they can be all shouty and like caps locky. Yeah. Only online, not in real life. Mm. Or they want to like cause some type of scene like on the train or something like that. But they don't want to engage with the people who are actually likely to change their mind. They don't want to have like an honest conversation that's like, Oh, like here are the facts that I have read, and this is why I do this, and that's why I do that, and like this is why people are fleeing Syria. Yeah. They either want to have like this shouting match, or yeah. they just want to do nothing. Yeah, and talk to people sure. who agree with the them. immigration one is like an interesting one because that's like the most contentious issue in like Europe. You know, mm-hmm. that's the reason there's been the rise of the far right. It's yeah. like the anti-immigration, mm-hmm. but it's like I feel like it just comes from so many of them just not really fundamentally understanding. Yeah, the situation. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I think this, people don't realise that in Australia. I had someone in my family compared Christmas Island to a hospital. They were like, it's just like a hospital. What? And I was like, let me show you some photos of it because it's, like it's, it's like a prison. Yeah. And they're just like, oh. There's yeah, no they healthcare. Don't know. That's actually the exactly. point. It's yeah. like, what was that? There was like a show on SBS when they sent, I think they sent like Jackie Lambie. Did you see oh, this? Oh, is Syria? this like, um, oh. go back where you came yeah. from or whatever? Yeah, or they go sent, back where you came they from. They had angry Anderson and things yeah. like that. They would put they had them random in people situations. On it. And, and, um, yeah, she, she was like, to her credit, she really was like, I didn't realize that this, what is, what, what it was like. Yeah. You know, a lot of them come back and say like, I can't even believe, but it's like, did you even think? Yeah. Yeah. Did you try? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think people just, I don't know. It also comes from like taking on your parents' perspectives and then just like rolling with them and not even taking a moment to think. It's just like bandwagoning. Hannah and I have talked a lot about bandwagoning. Well, I bandwagoned early. My parents have always been liberal voters. And in high school, you can ask anyone, I was like prepared to be a liberal supporter. And then when I moved to uni, I, I've, I've never voted liberal. I've always voted Greens. But yeah. in my teenage years, I was... I was. I mean, I yeah. am a fan of Malcolm Turnbull, mm. so that would have confused me if I had to yeah, vote in that election. Say, that's honestly. my confession too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. Oh I, didn't, I wasn't expecting people. Hannah to say it on the podcast, but yeah. I'm. I think he's a great politician. I agree. And I had this lecturer. Shout out Tom. 
Um, he won't listen to this. Um, <laughs> maybe he will. He follows me on Twitter. Um, he said if Malcolm was like uh, in labour, mm. he would have been like one of the longest serving prime yes, ministers. I yes, I completely agree. And I was like, I wish yes, he was. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. It is. And he was because he was like this far from labour anyway. Because Malcolm, it was he was socially progressive yes. but economically conservative yeah or economically liberal but that's kind of the balance that we need at this and, point and i feel yeah. like at, for australia that's what we needed yes, yes. you know yeah. because that way you can engage such a large group of people exactly because then people on the right are willing to compromise sometimes and then mm-hmm. i guess on the left people are willing to a little bit compromise with the money yeah and he was I don't know. I just thought he was. Um, I'm good. not sure if either of you knows. Is it possible for him to say, like, would it be possible for him to enter the Labor Party now? I think it would be possible, but I don't think he would get the support of the yeah. party. No. no. But no. I think I think technically it is possible. Yeah. It's technically possible. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think there's anything stopping think, him from yeah, doing it. I think he's no. finished. But there was politics. a lot of talk yeah, I, I remember <laughs> even during his prime ministership, like people like just jump over to Labor already. Yeah. And I think that's why people didn't like him because they yeah. were like, he's too progressive it's so interesting I mean, yeah. that's why, that's why the like nationals him. didn't like him yeah. that's why he got exactly voted. but it's that's what, it's just like yeah i don't know i just thought i wouldn't have voted liberal yeah i agree I, w- I wouldn't have voted liberal because he was the leader hmm. but i would have been satisfied like you know yeah, satisfied, satisfied that, he, that he was the leader and fine with it i i yeah. I, li- I didn't like shorten i didn't like nah, him he was a disgrace i'm so disappointed by yeah. him personally yeah yeah i don't uh, think the labor has strong leadership i agree that's their since, flaw since they're Rudd just a bit Gillard, all over the place yeah they haven't got a strong leader no. they've got a bit of an identity crisis they don't know what they stand for exactly shorten and albanese never presented as prime ministers i agree uh, i agree they well, haven't been uh, albanese still hasn't been visible the they only thing i remember him type. saying is coming out and like telling scomo to call trump and tell him to concede the election i was like do not do that that yeah. is the stupidest thing i've ever heard but yeah. but it's all this i don't know a lot of the time like po- this like politics annoys me it's mm. like i've and i've spoken on the podcast i'm not going to say too much of it again but the how politicized the pandemic has been when it's like this yeah. should not be a political issue exactly exactly like and then change yes <laughs> Ugh, so stupid um, but the fact issue. that just because ScoMo is conservative, Albanese's like, well, I demand that he call Trump. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. Like, why would yeah. he do that? That's the most ridiculous thing. Do you He's think only saying implications it. ever? No. And that's the thing they don't. They're just like, what do they want to do? I want the opposite. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the exactly issue. it. There's no mm-hmm. congratulations or exactly. what's exactly. correct where it is. Like, would you have done the same in that position? Then you probably should yeah. say, I would have done the same in that and position. And imagine exactly. if everyone like voted on a bill, like not because it was a labor bill, but because they yes. agreed with the bill. Yeah. Imagine how effective. How can you trust anyone? How effective that would be. <laughs> you know, and that's like the problem in the in America. It's like you know, it's purely if, yeah. the, if the Republicans have the majority, then that's it. Yeah, no matter what they present the democrats present no matter if it's incredible mm. like yeah. they will always say no exactly and what's, that's just what's little such, so stupid to me but yeah. it's like it would make any opposition more interesting and sort of poised if there was agreement mm-hmm. like it would actually yes. make me listen to disagreement but i tune it all out a lot of the time yeah unless it's a major issue i'm kind of like I, mm, it's just noise yeah it's just noise for making noise mm-hmm. No, I agree. And that's why, and that's another, like, I guess, critique of the Greens, because they always are like, well, we're not against, we're against that. Yeah. But anything that the Liberals say, I'm just like. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I think that maybe we might, I used to, I now, a few years ago, I said, I think we might see a Greens government in my lifetime, but now I don't know. 
It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting mm. because I have a lot of progressive friends and yet I I think many of them wouldn't vote Greens. Yeah. And that's hard because I think it's easy to forget when you operate in these circles that even people with progressive ideas don't vote for the Greens. Yeah. And I think we need to hone down on why mm-hmm. before that can happen. Well, that's what I mean, I feel like if they had a real identity like overhaul in the next 10 years yeah. who knows you know yeah. but yeah there's I think some Gen work Z, to be done Gen Z yeah, up and coming is extremely yeah, yeah for sure I actually have and this like started when I ran for council because I ran as an independent and it was so difficult like I was very like I was on the back foot all the time because I didn't have a party to yeah. that was like you know it, it goes on it's more than just resources it's also like access to mm. information um obviously money people people who have done it before and understand what you need to do yeah there were things that like there were dates that I missed and there were things that the other the major parties just knew you had to do and I had no idea because I had never done it before and I actually after that and I still believe it now I don't really love the idea of parties particularly yeah. at a local level and mm. also the town that i grew up in didn't have parties at a local level everyone was just yeah. independent. parties at a local level just seems stupid it me. doesn't make any sense because particularly in the brisbane city council we have a majority liberal party and i attended one council meeting which was oh my god such a mess like i was so embarrassed because when i decided to run for council i put in my nomination and then i was like i should go to a council and see what's going on and i was like this is so embarrassing like i could never be one of these people because they're just acting like children and shouting but it was always like they voted in their parties like yeah. every single time and then the greens councillor voted with labor and the independent voted with labor because she was well I, she seemed left-leaning but also she'd been kicked out of the liberal party so then i was like are you actually left-leaning or do you just want to go against the liberal party who kicked you out right and it was like <laughs> oh. everything was down the party Jeez. line uh, and i'm like well no so one's gonna get exactly the Everyone suburbs exactly the electorates that have labor politicians or greens independent politicians they're not going to get anything done ever because yeah. that every single thing was voting down party lines yeah. ridiculous i don't i don't know after that i always now look into the independent candidate and yeah. see what they because they can actually in my opinion a good independent councillor or mp are the only people who are going to truly represent the needs of the community because yeah. the others are just voting with their parties that's yeah. all they're going to do every single yeah, time and you're right about local level it exactly truly doesn't yeah. Matter. yeah and they can Definitely. get kicked out so they will get kicked out of the party should they not toe the line yeah yeah good for her for getting kicked out yeah <laughs> and she got to keep her seat because like that often doesn't happen someone um, another liberal woman was actually kicked out of the liberal party in the last local election and she did not get re-elected oh. the the new like yeah. replacement liberal because she ran as independent that's interesting about brisbane because in scenic rim my electorate they're pretty much all independents interesting yeah so that's not i don't know i would be interesting Cassidy to see to how it's done yeah that's so much better how it goes so much better but brisbane is it's like the largest city council yeah in the... so yeah it would be definitely different yeah well apparently the brisbane city council is as has a, as many elected officials as like the whole of tasmania i think Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, then it's I always like, forget why? how few people live in Tasmania. If you found us just totally relatable and quirky, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over until then. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>